still no kung fu. Welcome everybody to Back in My Day. My name's David Petrangelo and this week the not-so-stereotypical millennials will be re-entering the Matrix. That's a really unique way of saying this. I'm sure everyone has introed Matrix reviews and <laughs> and uh, and going through the movies in a very similar way. So anyways, before we get to that, um, this week we have uh, four of us on the round table and I'm lucky enough to be joined by... Michael R. Power. Ian Walter. And Rich Noble. Richard. Richard. Uh, I haven't had you on so long, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I think last time was maybe when we talked about Game Boy games. Maybe? It was around that time anyway. Yeah, it was a few months. I don't remember. It's been that long. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. So. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, all good. <laughs> all their interactions, just, all their interactions just meshed together. <laughs> exactly. Okay, exactly. so um, we're going to go through... Um, a little bit of, of the Matrix series, I think, to start and just sort of just our overall thoughts going into Matrix Resurrections. And then we're going to break down the movie. We don't necessarily have to go scene by scene. I think uh, not only will that take probably 17 hours to get through if we did scene by scene, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go through uh, the points that we need to to sort of cover how we felt about the movie and, and what it means to us. So, um, Rich, since you're the, uh, the newbie here, or at least the returning newbie <laughs> um what's the what's your relationship with the matrix series leading up to the fourth one and uh and then briefly what'd you think of of resurrections if the matrix series was my girlfriend i would definitely have had it to my parents house for dinner and uh <laughs> would probably had you know asked it to marry me probably you know 10 years ago but um <laughs> that being said uh, wow, we're getting I've intimate a, right off the top. Yeah, I know. I've had a, a long relationship with the uh, Matrix series. It's been one of my, you know, top like if I had a, had top three movies, uh, series or whatever else, that would be it. Um, I actually in this past uh, week and a half, two weeks, I'd made made quote unquote my wife <laughs> watch the all four of them with me, and uh, I was. Uh, it was awesome. It was quite enjoyable to to watch it all again. It's been quite a while, but uh, it was uh, just one of those things where it's like, this is a movie that I'll probably show my kid when he grows up, kind of thing. So I love it. And uh, and, and you like the new one? Yeah. Too? How'd you, how'd you feel about the new one? Much? You know what? I uh, I, <laughs> I we'll, we'll get into the details, but just briefly. Yeah. No, yeah like briefly, I avoided you know the critics and all that kind of stuff, and I just watched it for myself. And I really actually enjoyed it. I like the throwback stuff, and uh, yeah, we'll get into it later. But it was uh, if <laughs> we'll rate it later. But I enjoyed it. Let's put it at that. Awesome, cool. Um, Mike, what about you, man? I like Rich. Uh, also, love the Matrix movies. And you guys know I fought really, really hard for the Matrix to be best movie of. Uh, it was the whole '90s, wasn't it? The '90s, yeah. 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 yeah, so I thought really hard for Matrix to be the best movie of the 90s because in my mind it is my favorite movie of the entire decade of the 90s. The sequels, although not as good, still like them. And um, so this, the reboot, Matrix Resurrections, going back to the Matrix after, I don't know, uh, I guess t- over 20 years from the original and I guess somewhere around, probably around 15 years or so of the yeah. latest one. 
Um, yeah, I thought it was gr- I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome. I thought it captured the vibe of the Matrix. It did this thing that Hollywood is doing now, where it's like it's not quite a reboot. It's it is a reboot, but it isn't because they somehow managed to. They've done this with sort of like uh, Star Wars, uh, Blade Runner, kind of Ghostbusters. Basically, retell the story of the first movie, but still in the world of where the first movie existed. So it's like a different kind of reboot, where in a reboot they might just recast, use the same script, basically. Like kind of how they did with like the Willy Wonka movies or whatever. That's more of like a traditional reboot. But this is, I don't know what you call it, people are calling it um, like Lego sequels, where it's like, you are basically retelling that first movie, but still in the world. And in sort of with Those modern, more place. modern context. Yeah. Yeah. And, we used to refer to these type of things as like soft reboots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. this movie did it really, really well. And it did that, basically retold, basically the first movie, while also commenting on itself and commenting on these uh, Lego sequels and reboots. Oh, and I thought that was all really interesting. And I thought it was a really trippy uh, first half hour of the movie. The The only thing that was lacking was the action wasn't as good. The action wasn't up to par, I think, with the rest of the ones in the franchise. But as far as the, like, you know, thought-provoking, uh, thought-provoking, like, content and just mind-bending, mind-bugging you over, like, what is going on aspect of it, it was, like, one of the better... Matrix doing that so yeah i love seeing the characters again i overall i really really loved the ride that the movie took me on so i i enjoyed it i think it subverted expectations also in a cool way and i also when we get into more spoiler details i'll talk about why i thought some of the these re- soft reboots or whatever don't do it as well and i but i think lately they've been getting them mostly right and um i think this is an example of one of those ones one done those. right where it's we're still like kind of respecting the original franchise while still somehow managing to retell almost basically the same story. Right. So it was cool. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. It was cool. I think uh, this awesome. is a great franchise for doing this. Yeah. Like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't yeah. A, a, an ending story completely, and they did it really well. So, yeah, thanks, Mike. I appreciate what you were saying there. Mike, we appreciate <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you. <laughs> I, uh, I, I really enjoyed it as well. Um, I think the more I think about it, I haven't rewatched it, which which um, I think it's another one of the movies, like probably the other three that come before it, probably warrants a rewatch to sort of get little things that you might notice or miss, or whether it's messaging or certain shots, whatever it might be. So I think that there is a value in that. I haven't got to that yet, but um, I'll have to shave uh, almost three hours off to be able to try and figure that out. But uh, but I really liked it. I, and I thought, like Mike said, I think the action is schmeh. That's all right. Um, it's cool, but it, it doesn't feel as dynamic. Uh, I didn't get through the entire original trilogy. I got through the first two and only the first about 20 minutes, half an hour of uh, of the third before I got to this movie. And uh, and it's pretty clear that the action is is just better in those ones or, or just feels more impactful. I mean, especially, especially in the second Matrix movie. I mean, you have like a 45-minute action scene. And it's just all of it, it, it like, despite some of the visuals not holding up, all of it is so goddamn exciting and so cool that it could keep going for another 45 minutes and you would probably just be with it the whole ride. Uh, in this one, I think if they did that, you know, if they found a way or a reason to do that, then great. But I also don't think that that's the movie it was trying to be either. So I'm okay with that, with it not having as much crazy action. But uh 
yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I think this is a really great, like Mike said, this is a really great sort of way to not reboot the franchise, but sort of get the old ideas and update them and stuff. I think they did a really good job in that. There's a couple of small things where I was just like, really? Oh, all right, that's kind of seems kind of silly, but it didn't ruin it enough for me. I still really enjoyed it. And I do think that that first, the first sort of 45 minutes, maybe I'm trying try hard to tell, but like before Neo gets brought back into the matrix is actually the best part of the movie i think that that's the setup is is the best part and then aspects of the last um half hour or last third of the movie so that middle chunk i don't love but uh, but the rest of it is great and that's enough for me to want to say that it's a great movie and want to watch it again so um ian yourself uh well i'm a huge fan of the matrix uh, in general and that original trilogy I don't hate the uh, revolutions or the, the third one as much as like I, th- I feel a lot of people yeah. just have a disdain for it. it. It clearly takes a bit of a dive after uh, the first two, and I, I think nothing holds up to the original. So it's weird when you look at a series now with four a franchise with four films in it that starts on such a high. And we all love to sit in that world so much so that we play video games that are inspired by it. Um, we want to plug ourselves back into the Matrix whenever possible. Um, uh, that said, I, I don't know. I don't want to sound like a hater because I, di- I, I didn't think the movie was trash. But uh, it, I don't have a love for this movie like it sounds like you, you guys do. Um, I definitely enjoyed moments of it. Like the nostalgia is very real. Um, they definitely did the right move. They made the right call by keeping it in the same world and keeping it connected to the original trilogy. Obviously, we've mentioned on previous episodes how that's the right way to go about doing a reboot or a sequel is like we want it to matter we want it to have an impact have had an impact from the the original material source material so in that respect i can i can respect what they were trying to do i just think the execution was a little off from what i expected from a matrix film and uh definitely when you pair that up with the action beats not sort of uh, giving me the same aesthetic as the original trilogy that kind of brought it down overall yeah and there were a couple unforgivable moments for me that just kind of like sealed the deal that haven't been said i watched it again i gave it the old college try um i don't it's not (laughs) like i'll never uh, it's it's not like i'll never watch this film again um i i had a way more fun going through and revisiting the original trilogy and definitely get some nostalgia out of it. But as we get into the finer details, I, I think you guys will see what uh, what was sort of bugging me about it. Not not that um, I didn't understand the story or didn't uh, understand what they were going for. It's it's not like they did some unforgivable. Uh, well, they they did some unforgivable things, but they they didn't do something that like broke the matrix or made the first one any less in my mind. Um, and you know, even though I was pushing for Jurassic Park for back in my day movie of the '90s, I think overall the Matrix has a bigger impact on me in like teenage years and adulthood. Like it's it's probably goes a uh, further, I probably I like it a little bit better as a as a standalone film than than even Jurassic Park. But I just like in the context of movies of the '90s, like back in my day kind of movie, I, I feel like Jurassic Park did its job in '93. Um, and then when Matrix came along in 99, it kind of changed the way films were made, much like Star Wars did. So right. uh, so definitely looking forward to getting into it. Not uh, not really bummed out, just uh, you know, not as uh, thrilled with what we got from Matrix. It's a very 
divisive movie I've noticed online. And some people really don't like it, and some people really love it. So. Yeah, and so I think about uh, when movies are divisive. Something like comes to mind, like Star Wars: the Last Jedi, like mm-hmm. um, Episode Eight or whatever. It's it's nothing like that. I I don't want to associate with me like with people that like just want to nitpick this movie to hell and pick it to shreds and like say that it's an abomination by any means but i do think it kind of fell off a little bit from what they were trying to do in the original trilogy yeah and a lot of like critics that i respect like you know just it didn't hit the mark for them either um i just want to say i think what i what i want to bring up if we we're talking spoilers now is i think what's yeah, in- most, most interesting let's just, let's just hammer away yeah. the full spoilers what's most interesting about the movie and um is it it's lana wachowski right that directed it and it was yeah. without without her sister this time i yeah. think it's interesting that i i think she really subverted expectations of the movie in a few ways and i think one way is in the action i think everyone goes in expecting amazing action scenes from matrix movies because the first three always had that and that's what actually made them huge and i think having the action not be as good is almost pur- purposeful I honestly think that she meant to do that, and they turn Neo into more of a pacifist. He doesn't fire a gun, if you're noticing. Mm. She mentioned he doesn't shoot a gun or once in yeah, the entire I mean, movie. Yeah, I mean, he honestly—that's on purpose. Power is that 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 orb or like the the. He know, blocks bullets and he has powers, power, yeah. but right. he, he doesn't defensive. fire a gun. Yeah, he doesn't. He's yeah. more defensive, right? And then and 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 um, the other thing is the movie is more of a love story and it's very yeah. small stakes whereas the first yes. trilogy is we have to save humanity from the robots this movie is just we have to save one person we have to yes. save trinity and it's a love story that's right and so she's yeah. so she's 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 i think she's doing these things on purpose to sort of challenge the audience to, and and she's mentioning it in the movie right like you want a new matrix movie well wb is going to make it regardless of i'm here and if i'm going to make it i'm going to do something totally different than what anyone would expect what even what the studio probably wanted and i'm going to make this really small scale love story where neo doesn't shoot a single gun and the action it's not about the action it's yeah. about everything else right and i think that's really cool um, it's really thought-provoking and stuff like that so and i think yeah. the movie is gonna last i think people are gonna talk about it a long time i think it's gonna be one of those things that's like driven by this auteur director and she's trying to do something unique and bring something new to it so i thought all in that aspect i thought it was really really cool and i really like the conversation sort of around all her choices and everything so yeah and well i can agree with you that that was sort of the intent uh, and I do feel that the love connection between Neo and Trinity, sort of that chemistry between, um, you know, Keanu Reeves and, uh, sorry, what's Carrie Moss. Moss. Yeah. Moss? Yeah. I mean, that, that never left. They're, they're definitely the, the standouts. That, that relationship is the standout from the story, and it definitely holds the, the film together. And, and that, I can definitely appreciate that, that angle to it. I just think it's a little heavy handed in how they, how they, carried out that how they delivered that message so and and that there are problems throughout the original trilogy with being heavy-handed in in how they deliver their message but it just felt the most heavy-handed this go around and so although i can appreciate like like some of the what it is like i feel like yeah and and especially like intentionally so but not not in a way that i really dug and not to say that i didn't like the some of the meta aspects but uh, too much of it or the way that it all kind of melded like the the cheesy moments to it melded with the other moments that kind of took me out of it a couple times so can i just say i think that whether that was i think that was intentional but it didn't really land with me right their their relationship 
uh, Trinity and Neo, that was the deciding factor that he was the one out of all the rest mm. of the the his characters that he had tried you know over time and whatever else. Like that was the the pinnacle point of his success in being the one i think and that's the stories where that was going is like that needed to be continued because um even though he sacrificed himself um you know for trinity and everything else is like the 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 matrix knew that and they just they just wanted to bring him back that was part of it i think that whole story of him being the one and his his love for her and being able to make those choices that the whole like you know choose your choice sort of deal like do you want yeah. humanity to win or do you want you know your love or whatever else and he wasn't able, like he chose obviously trinity for love and everything so yeah. i think that was sort of that that was the the main deal right there is well yeah because and, the and that's why they brought it back that's yeah yep. that's yep. like it's clear to see that um to me anyway it seems like he has he is still kind of the one like you're saying but he really wouldn't have that ability or that power without her and you see sure. that one because especially of, in this version of the Matrix. Yes. yeah exactly they make it so she's the she's the one and well i think the what they do the is the the, the the one now is the two of them there is no together. one it is them yeah, as right. as yeah. a whole it's them as a couple right so that's what they figured out that's why they rebuilt them that's why they well, use yeah. them for their power and their energy whatever and then at the end you see obviously the two of them basically both being the one with them flying and using their powers and stuff so i think that's really great i think that's a really cool way to which you know i think the original trilogy you don't always see it as a love story right i mean it's not really that it's like you said mike it's saving humanity it's this massive story of doing that and what they did here was they they still have aspects of that you know there is sort of this risk of of losing humanity and and the machines still sort of being in control and this and that but we'll get to more of 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 how how there's more to that as well but yeah the the fact that they scale it down a little bit and make it more about the personal story of these characters i think takes it further and and in a different direction than than they could have they could have just made it a bombastic let's make the third movie again but have a have you know better looking fights you know, they easily yeah. could have done that. They could have done that for two and a half sure. hours and people probably yes. would be running to the to the theater and to HBO paying anything they could to see this movie. But they chose yeah. to or she chose to create a movie that was different. And I don't think it all works, but I do think that um, that that overall, like you were saying, Rich, that, that their their connection, their relationship is the heart of it. And once that gets going, I think it saves that middle section. Um, yeah. before you kind of realize that that's what it is, I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? You know, like what's, you know, they're bringing Neo in, but, but you don't really, I don't know. I found, I found it hard to sort of follow once they brought him in, like, oh, we need you, but, but we have to figure out how we need you and why we need you. And then they come up with their plan and all that stuff. But, um, uh, the, yeah. the, the stuff that, that I, that there's, you know, there's all these nitpicks with it. Like at the beginning, I think it's really interesting how, how he's. I was trying to figure out what they were doing with the game, the game developing thing. I was like, it was, it was really cool. It's, it's cool. Yeah. It's, uh, I thought like, I like, it made the, you think, it made you wonder, like, yeah. was everything that he'd you know, <laughs> done, was that real? Was that, or is that just his mind? Cause he's, he seemed like he's fucking like schizophrenic or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. they had to, they had to put it, that in. Yes. So that 
Because he's because cool. he's still him, so he still have his memory. So they have to put yes. that in to make him think like, oh, that's just you're just dreaming about this game that you invented. But they could have went Those that are... way. They could have went yeah. the whole way. They could have been like, yes. well, the Matrix isn't real. You just dreamt this whole thing up, and yeah. that could have been the end of it. And like this, is I mean, life. I'm kind of grateful that they, they could have been do that. <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, yeah. But they could have been. They could have the whole thing. It would have been. That's why that's why the first forty minutes was a fun ride because you're like, where are they going with this? Like, wow. are they going to invalidate the whole first trilogy? It was a ride. That's right. That's right. Exist anymore, really, because they're all yeah. in Neo's mind or Thomas Anderson's mind, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. So yeah, what, what part of what part of that setup was felt like you were just sort of going in circles or they were going in circles there? What, Listen, what I, was, I was digging the setup. I was digging okay. what Neo was doing. He was plugged back in the Matrix and he's working on his own little like subconscious way out, essentially is what it seemed like, right? Mm-hmm. And all that tracked and even uh, what we were talking about when rich was talking about the love story that tracked for me too because when you go back to the original trilogy neo he chose love over his programmed destiny and that's what ultimately made made him the standout the one out of all of the ones that have come before him right so so that you know now that we're we're focusing in on the love story that's fine and we took a while to get there that's fine too the thing for me though is like you have the game developer studio i can do without the rest of it i could do without the wink wink nod nod warner brothers this yeah and we like need more brothers, guns though. that i like uh, that i thought that yeah. brought like the, a realism the whole, to it the whole I, I, like, really like i was like oh, time okay. thing yeah like miss me with that man like i'm, I'm sorry like, like <laughs> you don't you don't have to spell it out to the audience that does care about the original matrix that like what people did take away from it and what they didn't like, it's almost like you're aiming your guns at the, at those who didn't understand what the matrix was about. And those who did are just going, can we move past the, like the sarcastic, um, like sort of tone that we're taking with people that are taking this the wrong way or people that are getting the wrong things out of our previous films. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't really need that. And yes, it's inside of simulation. So it's not like you can really say like, it's unrealistic. It just didn't (laughs) make sense to me in the tone of what a matrix movie normally would deliver. And, um, you know, there's way more to it. That's I'm just scratching the surface, but I just mean that, um, you know, it's like, I don't know, like you didn't, you didn't need to be so obvious with you. You can you can trust your audience to to get there to get that message just by having the gamer development studio and having the you know the project that he's working on. And yeah, maybe you have relationships with uh, your coworkers and this and that. But I think that they kind of took me out of it when they started really diving into like what makes the Matrix the Matrix. Like, I know what like dude bro guys were like. I like that. I like that. that so much. Yeah, like, it really brought me into like a, a different area of the movie. It's like it wasn't the movie anymore. It was like what the movie was. So like it was like them discussing what the first Matrix, what the second Matrix was, and like in a real time, like a real person. You know what I mean? Like it was a movie essentially, and they were discussing what that was. It was, it was so cool that way that I I, I really appreciated it. It was it was trying to take you out of knowing the fact that the Matrix existed yeah. so it was it was that kind of mindset that i appreciated and like going back to like the basics and understanding what bullet time was and like all that other stuff was like i don't know it just it really I, it really spoke to me i'm like i feel like i this could be a video game like i don't know i'm I getting excited right, though. I, th- I think that that stuff you know I mean? yeah no i i agree i i like that that they sort of made you question what 
the Matrix actually was now, which which I thought was cool. It's like, oh, is 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 he conscious consciously actually making the Matrix a game? And is that what the Matrix is now? Like, I wasn't yes. sure if that's yeah. what it was. Like, is exactly. he? Because he's sort of seen like, oh, something. You know, he's sitting at his desk and he notices code on on his computer screen on one of his computer screens, and he's sort of seen that there's something weird going on. I'm like, oh, is he actually? Is he now, like him being the one, is he now consciously in the matrix, creating a matrix for other people? Yes. And he noticed, and he noticed a glitch in the system. Yeah. Like, oh, that, that would be, that's, in, I think that's interesting. That's kind of a new way yeah, to take it. Be. They lost me a little bit after that, but all the little things that happened after were sort of nitpicks. But I liked that original idea, and I did question if that's what was actually happening in it. So Yeah. Um, I like the, the only... fact that he had a handler and stuff like that. They were saying, like, this guy's a handler. Like, he's just trying to, like, yeah. manipulate you to make sure that you're on the right track. Yeah. Because that's what the Matrix wanted. And, like, yeah. that was kind of neat, too. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, this guy's yeah, a good way yeah. to get them back in the matrix yeah actually they, 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 they can't make without Neo no being yeah, in the no. Matrix, yeah like right? all so. those elements of control made sense to me it was just mm-hmm. kind of like the delivery of some of the lines and like mm-hmm. were we really going to start I, I talking about saying, bullet yeah. time I mean, because it, it is heavy-handed second. it's like uh, the, the directors i think they were saying like you know the movie was misinterpreted and the movie is supposed to be like a warning of Know, what too what? much reliance on technology and people just want more this. of what was wrong you know yeah like, people want more of the bad of the things that they didn't understand from the originals and right they, so that she's sort of pushing back fighting back on that and you know it but is the, sort of the really heavy-handed is... to say like wb is going to make this game with or without us which is just substitute game for oh, movie and she's just putting it in but yeah, really i don't know sw- switch game i kind of like it yeah. <laughs> This is probably exactly the conversation that that yeah. she had, like in real in life. In my right? mind, so. like no matter what you want to say, point blank to the to the audience, the people that are watching that didn't understand or didn't get the right message from the first Matrix movie are not going to get it, even if you slam them over the head with it. So it kind of bothered me that like there was nuance to the first one, and actually one of my problems with the original trilogy overall is that as you started getting into Reloaded even though you're you're answering some of the questions from the first one, you're still asking more questions. But by the end of the third one, you've answered most of the questions where a lot of the times with sci-fi, it's more fun to leave it a little bit open-ended. And they kind of did, but the more we start to answer them, and then in this one, it's like, no, like you didn't get it from the first one, so we're going to tell you again, we're going to remind you, and we're going to do it in this way that I didn't really appreciate. I get that you guys thought it was fun, but like I, I never got like jokey fun out of like the first three i like i i just appreciated what they were trying to trying to build and this one kind of took that appreciation a little bit not away from what i had already experienced just like as i'm experiencing this one i'm very aware that it's intentional that they want to be meta that it makes sense to be meta given that you have a game inside of the matrix called the matrix like i understand that but it didn't it didn't land the way i think I don't know if they even wanted it to land. Like it, maybe it's supposed to make me uncomfortable. I don't know, but like I just wasn't a big fan of it. You know what yeah. they did? I think they did exactly what they were supposed to do. They made yeah. you uncomfortable, and that's wonderful. So I I love so. being uncomfortable in a two and a half hour movie. I know exactly. <laughs> no, this 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 movie, you know, in the Matrix trilogies and everything else, is uh, it's been so long since the last one happened. I think they needed that recap, and I think they needed those, you know, cut scenes, whatever else, from the first one, the second one, or whatever else, and the third one, in that movie to kind of bring that back. And for people that haven't seen all of those it's one of those things where it's like they need to try to 
grip those people as well and try to bring them in without, you know, I don't know. I wonder if the movie makes sense at all if you're not familiar with the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There has to be some sort of overlap of ideas. Yeah, and that's what I think we're trying to do is trying to bring that in. But um, like I said, like I made my wife watch all three before we watched the fourth one because she had to have an idea of what was happening. Mm Because I'm not good at explaining all that to her. She would. Like, well, it's easy what? to forget some of it too. I'm like full of so time. Uh, Neo, <laughs> Trinity, Zion, I, uh, Matrix. Cool joke. Yes. bring up uh... Uh, fight scenes. Like, yeah. uh, uh. <laughs> you're just like the dude bros in the, uh, in the yeah, movie. Ex- Rich. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. Exactly. I want I, I, I the simulante. Uh, yes. simulante. The the fact the one thing this did, movie did good. I'm going to bring up. A movie that we talked about a lot in this podcast and david ian might hopefully won't take offense to this but Uh-oh. i think this did a much better job at doing the like what do we call it again soft reboot like soft reboot yeah then um sequel legacy the force awakens see think, that is hilarious i've been yeah. dying to talk to you about this in, movie in because we're on opposite sides Yes, we're on total opposite sides but i'll tell you my point of view yeah so the, the the problem i had with the force awakens was between Turn of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, what they did is they totally reset the status quo to make it that basically everything that happened in the original trilogy they got set back to the way it was in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Where there's just a new... It's called the First Order, but they're basically the Empire. Mm-hmm. They have a Death Star, but it's basically bigger. And then they did what these movies do, and they told the first movie over again, but this time with Rey, basically, you know? Mm-hmm. Person on a lost desert planet gets spooked up, has to save the Empire and destroy the Death Star. Blah, blah, blah. Same movie, but what they and this movie kind of did the same thing, right? It's like he has to escape from the Matrix, but I feel like they did a better job of making the sacrifices that him and Trinity made in the first trilogy actually matter. Because when you saw humanity, you saw that some humans were now living outside the Matrix and they had a somewhat of a civilization. They were building a new sky and they'd also learned to live with machines a little bit. So everything that Neo and Trinity did in the first trilogy actually made a difference and mattered. And if it if it went if it didn't, if it was like The Force Awakens and it was like when he saw humans, they were still in Zion in caves and all that, I would be very upset at this movie. <laughs> because they would have <laughs> they would have taken they would have taken away the whole sacrifice that they made in the first trilogy, right? right. Yeah. So they had to make it so that journey that we went on the first trilogy actually mattered and so i think it did because humanity is in a better place in this movie than it was in the first trilogy and i also think it's interesting that the first trilogy is kind of like you know, we don't you don't want to be plugged into the matrix you want to be free you want to experience the real world mm-hmm. it's different now in 2021 you know people in 2021 where we are we are all plugged into the matrix in some way we all have phones and are you know attached to us in our pockets and we're all online 24 7 and it's like the creators have sort of come around a little bit and be like, okay, a, li- a little bit of, uh, you know, integration and reliance of technology is okay, you know, because they were, the humans were using technology to help them build vegetables again and help them make a sky. So they've sort of like changed their me- messaging a little bit to, co- to be with the times. So all of that was really, really interesting. And I thought that was really cool. And I thought it did, again, it reminded me of The Force Awakens. And I was like, oh man, it did, to me, it did a better job of that, of that in the force awakens because i had the same thought and i was literally going okay so i know you ranked it highly like i saw you and dave both have like four ish four and a half stars on uh on letterbox so i was like okay i definitely don't i'm not there i'm not at four stars i'm somewhere like three 
Um, it's not like it's not a total trash movie. Um, it still hit me with the nostalgia. I think that the execution was a little uh, off from what I was expecting. Um, even the trailer, and I always go back to it's such a tightrope walking. I didn't watch the second trailer. I watched the first one. The first one got me excited for this movie. Great trailer. Oh, my God. Problem is, though, the song choice and everything was perfect for the trailer. I thought it did it better in the trailer than that whole sequence with the, the pills and him like having to go from uh, stuck in the Matrix to yeah, yeah. like, yeah, exactly. The, like, I just think that it, it they did a better job in the trailer of, of that part. So, um, but anyways, back to the whole Force Awakens of it all. It's just, I think if this exact movie had come out around that time, I might feel differently. Like you said, a lot has happened. I think our expectations have risen a little bit since then but even the force awakens like i always knew it was an echo of a new hope but it also did such a good job of telling its own story even if it was similar that i wanted to see what happened next and i was much more looking forward to something like the last jedi than i i am after having seen this like not pissed that i watched it but also like if they announced matrix 5 tomorrow i'm not super excited to, to see what happens next yeah. in, in this world that they've established. Yeah, I don't know what they would do. Um, yeah, it doesn't, like, leave I, I, you really it doesn't seem like more. they're going no, to. Like, it yeah. seems like they've kind of brought it to a close. Yeah. But I also felt they did that with the third one, even if what we got from the third one wasn't. It, it's, for me, it's just a steady decline. Mm-hmm. Even if overall it's like I'm having fun. Super high. I, I, yeah. love, I love diving back into the Matrix and like, I love aspects of all of them but uh for me like just less so with this one and so with the force awakens i don't know there was a lot more that i loved from that one See, I, I and they both you. did the exact same thing like you said they both kind yeah. of uh rebooted it but like but they stayed in the well. world that was established yeah. it's just that like for you you made a good point and i i, I realized like they did show you that it was a little bit better but they also told you so there's like specific lines of dialogue that are feeding you that information. Like, look, it's better. Don't worry. Revolutions wasn't a disaster. Like, don't worry, Neo. You still matter. Like, they're literally telling you that. And that's where I kind of start to go, oh, man, this is kind of like the dialogue is, is a little but, rough. But I, I know what you're saying. And it's funny that it's like, you, it's a steady decline. And like, but the thing is, even said it in the movie, like, they were going to make this movie regardless because Warner Brothers can't help themselves. It's just like Disney can't help themselves make more Star Wars movies. Yeah, and but I think so we know that. She, that the fact that she then that took it is... and gave us something that no one expected, it did something so different with it, is what I love about it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I've come around on The Last Jedi a little bit, and it's almost like she, she did kind of Last Jedi and give you something not, <laughs> not, not ex- that you expected, <laughs> right? And I kind of appreciate that more challenging the audience into something that you don't expect versus yep. especially i've come around on the last jedi especially because of that really bad whatever skywalker movie that movie was so bad. whatever skywalker like there's there's nine movies that could be whatever skywalker movie it's just and that's your point that's your point i know we're not doing a star wars episode but i will say that like as far as franchises go and yes we did wait 20 however long yeah like i don't know 22 from the first film right 22 years it's like uh that's a long time definitely a gap and like not just a a gap in story but like a long gap between films so there's gonna be aesthetic differences between uh the two however 
when I think about 1999 and how special the Matrix was, and it was definitely my favorite of that year, uh, my second favorite, you guys can roll your eyes, was Star Wars The Phantom Menace. That was the fourth film in the Star Wars franchise. Mm-hmm. This is the fourth film, and I honestly will place The Phantom Menace above it. Ooh. Wow. I think that the story, even though this <laughs> takes place after, and, and that one was a prequel, I think the story was better than what the story was here. Yeah. And, like, execution-wise, they're on similar levels for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys, I know you're nerds, but let's stop talking about Star Wars and let's get back. I know. <laughs> trust me. I couldn't ignore that sort of <laughs> same feeling like, of anticipation yeah, going into this, yeah. where I love the world of the Matrix, and I want to see what happens next, and I love things like Enter the Matrix and Matrix Online. That was all cool stuff. So, like... Anything to do with the Matrix, I'm going to be interested. It's just now a little harder once I know where it's gone. Like to consider wanting to get excited for like yeah, a that's a perfect five. that's a perfect way to segue into the fact that in the was it Enter, Enter the Matrix was the game I believe right yeah. the MMO that's yes. where oh the MMO was Matrix Online Matrix Online, Online. and the Enter the Matrix was was like a single uh, player game or something right yeah it was yeah it was based off of like the second one. It was like in between the second and third or something, I think. That's yeah. right. Yes. Um, so Matrix Online is where Morpheus dies. And I guess yeah. that's canon. The funny thing is, as the, probably the four of us know, is that that game is no longer available. It hasn't been online for years. And they kept that, or at least they chose to make that part of the canon of the, of the world of the Matrix. And we still get Morpheus here. What did you, I, what did you guys think of how they brought him back? Why they brought him back? How he's used? Uh, I personally think that it looked really cool, but they really like it took a lot a lot of liberties of of how how it can be how that technology can be used. I think the idea of that technology is cool and it's updated and it's sort of like what Mike was saying how some people have accepted the Matrix and there's some of the robotics as well, which I think is a cool idea. Some of the robots, some of the uh, of the technology in the quote-unquote real world is is on the human side. I, I like how they can work together. I like that ideas updated and everything too. Um, and they're sort of tech, and and he is sort of a technology that's mixed between the two. Mm. That's right. It seems like he needs to be, or anyone like him needs to be close to the technology that they're based off of, like the base that they're based off of. Right? They need to be in. Um, now I I can't remember the city that they live in, but. They need to be there. Yeah, yeah. And it's Zion was was the was the original trilogy. Um, that's what I was thinking of. But then all sure. of a sudden, when they do like their heist of of Trinity, all of a sudden he's just there with them, no problem. So I didn't really understand that. I think I he could stay cool. close to the ship, but then he started kind of like losing his he, magnetism at some point. I yeah, think. he went. So, he, yeah, he yeah. went like through the pipes and stuff. Explained. Yeah, yeah, so they kind of like maybe that's a nitpick. Took liberties. Yeah, yeah no, it's, a, it's a valid that, point so. because not a lot of it is explained. I think like it, it never was, but at least visually you can piece together from the original very, very much so because it was all new. So yes. now we're in a situation where like nothing is new. They didn't really reinvent the wheel with this movie as far as like aesthetic or visual effects. And like I get what you're saying, Mike, about focusing on a or intimate story and not worrying about like going bigger with the violence and the action because that's not sending the right message. However, I must say like the thing that makes the matrix special for me is that it did change the way we make movies. It did change the way the action is carried out, whether you include guns or not, 
the like bullet time of it all was super all cool in 1999 <laughs> the gun foo all that stuff was yeah. all brand new so it's like okay maybe you don't maybe you want to steer away from that but nothing in this film felt to me like they were trying to push the boundary of like but, yeah. visual effects and like when when you know when morpheus takes the red pill and he's just kind of like shifting like phasing like that was all like that seemed so, like dated effects to yeah, me like so not, ca- nothing so was like that? yeah so can i say to that the uh nph when he was doing his thing too same thing i'm like why does that look so <laughs> weird like is it meant to look so fucked up or yes. is it just like i think so like, is it meant to look like old, or is I, that... I like the, the scene where he was going slow mo. It's all I guess, faster. It's all yeah, but else. like yeah. it, it was just kind of like uh, maybe it was glitchy on purpose. Like, and that's what it is. Well, glitchy. he's he's but moving how look, much? It looks faster than sure. The world, right? Yeah, yeah, so, I get it. But yeah. like, it just didn't look super great. And I think they could have made that that part of it look better. Like, you know, Ian was saying with stuff about. I don't know. Like, but some I of that stuff think, could have been different. Yeah, I do think with, with like the visual effects, for example, or even just like parts of the filmmaking, I think that's based on when Matrix came out, when the first one came out. Like, I do think that a lot of what they brought to it was obviously revolutionary. The ideas were, the execution of it was, and the visuals of it were. Like, that's part of what makes the trilogy, and especially the first one, so special and so groundbreaking. This one, I, I don't know if they... Like, they're not going for that. That's not part of the point. And I don't think they really needed to. And also, that stuff felt much more revolutionary at the time because it was 1999. Because it wasn't... Yeah. It wasn't the 20th. But again, I'm not talking about doing the same thing but better. I'm talking about just finding a way to make it like, wow, we are in a simulation that we are seeing things that we've never seen before. simulation in the future. You know what I mean? So so in that respect, like... Let's forget for a moment that yeah they were gonna make the movie anyways because they were very clear about reminding us that. Um, but like <laughs> let's say like let's say that okay they were gonna go and and do this stuff in '99. They had this idea, they had this vision, great vision for a story, but no way to tell it. They actually had to come up with ways like they had to actually right. invent ways to do it on film, and that is what makes the Matrix so special. And yes, they they pushed it even further and reloaded and revolutions but they they captured like the you know that vision and that in that innovation from the very beginning in 99 yeah so. one one of the newer ideas was um was the swarm when they were talking right that's what it's called right the the swarm, bot like, swarm yeah, yeah. When, when everybody sort of i guess acts together instead of converges yeah, on them yeah it's like the agents can be anyone now instead of they the can agents, control, they can control anyone now, yeah right? instead yeah. of the agents looking like the agents in suits it mm-hmm. could just be anybody that they just basically transform and kill is really what it yeah. is because they th- yeah, throw so remote windows it's um, also a clever way to make us not feel bad when they start wasting people in the third act yeah yeah it's like wait are those real people <laughs> but it's also a comment on like the mob yeah. mentality of the internet, right? The mob That's, mentality of cancel. People will just glob on. Yeah. I think the that girl was the wearing the, the Matrix mask. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I think that was part of the thing in the in the third movie as well. Is that the the Matrix itself, like the the robot world, was afraid that Smith was taking over every single person in the Matrix, yes. yeah. basically killing off every single battery source that they were yeah. having because he was, re, you know. So I was gonna so say that about the bot swarm. Actually, I, I yeah. was gonna say that that uh, even though it was a little like hackish, like towards the second and third films, I think Agent Smith did it better. The whole like 
taking over and even though he, it looks like agent smith as opposed to a regular person sure. i think like he did the whole like we're spreading and taking over it was a virus the that, was a, that, was a, yeah. that was a virus feel he's a virus you yeah. felt that in that in that third movie yeah, anyway. conveying yeah. different things conveying a virus versus conveying like how right. the mob mentality of the internet is and it can be anyone it can look mm-hmm. like anyone right sure i, right. I just want to say before we go move on from um morpheus yeah yeah abdul mateen the second the actor who played him and this guy is like my new favorite actor. He's, <laughs> he's great. Things, the things great he's job. popping up in, like he's not sure. been acting for very long, right? He's been like in Watchmen, a major character. He was yeah. in that Black Mirror episode. He was in Aquaman, where he was uh, Black Manta, uh, and he was Candyman. It's like wow, yeah. this guy's career is yeah. insane already. And then he's Morpheus. He did an amazing job, and you had to have Morpheus in the movie because. Like I said, they were kind of like echoing or retelling Iconic, the first movie. Bro. So you need Morpheus to be the one to get, get Neo 100%. out of the Matrix. Like imagine 100%. not getting Morpheus. Yeah, like you had to yeah. do it. So yeah. you had to bring and, him back. And you're right. He was wow. great. And for me, I think it was fine. Like the whole, you know, setting the stage and kind of seeing the footage from the original. I think yeah. it's it was fine. But I will say, I don't think if I haven't watched like Loki, like kind of spoilers for Loki, but you see images and stuff like recordings of like past projects and that kind of stuff. Yeah. If I hadn't seen that kind of thing play out in the Loki series, I probably wouldn't, it wouldn't have sat as well with me in this movie. Like it just, it didn't see, even though it makes sense inside of a simulation that you'd be able to obtain recordings in this and that, it was actually part of the game that he developed from his memories. Mm -hmm. It still kind of felt weird to have, him doing the same, like repeating the same beat in front of the scene of him doing it, him like doing from the original. I, love that. Yeah. I, think that, I think that I think that works really that well, awesome. though, for yeah. the Matrix because it's a never-ending simulation of yeah over and no, over it, and over it, again. So, like like I said, it for tracked, that movie, just, yes, for that movie, it does. Yeah, for sure. Like I think having I think seen it done in other areas, like kind of made me feel more okay with that kind of uh, right. But I feel like if any other movie, this is the movie that can do yeah. it. Like can do anything, it'll be, right? It'll be Your okay because is... you'll be like, yeah, this makes sense. It's in a, in a computer simulation, everything else. We're restarting again. Like, it's a whole, you know, gambit of different things going on. But, like, yeah. this makes sense. Like, this is the one that makes sense that, for this to happen. I think the idea that a, a, a software program, something that's not physically real, and phys- finding a way for it to physically exist in the real world was a new idea I'd never seen before that this movie introduced. And it's like, mm. he's dead. He only exists as this software program. Mm-hmm. But they But they have this future technology where, you know, this thing that only exists as a program can't exist in the real world. So if you think of things like the Black Mirror, San Junipero episode, it's like, mm. there's all these, like, there's all these, like, future sci-fi things of, like, you know, you can maybe download your brain yep. into a hard drive and live forever. Well, now there's an even bigger concept with that like maybe you can then download your brain and then find a way to then physically still exist in the real world which i was like oh my god this is like a new sci-fi concept that i'd never seen before that this movie introduced to me and i thought that was awesome and interesting yeah i I really thought it was cool yeah it's a good point for me it's like kind of a metaphor when you know he's such an important person in in neo's life so your you know memories of your loved ones live on through you and that's kind of so clever the way that represents wrote him in like a modal with agent smith to like keep bashing against each other to, to then, you know, like in the back of his mind, he did it to try to break himself out. Cause he kind of knew something was subconsciously. He mind, knew consciously. Yeah. This is so a good segue too. Cause yeah. subconsciously in his mind, he knew he needed Morpheus and agent Smith because yeah. those were the two factors that brought him out of mm. like being trapped in the matrix. 
Yeah, I think that's... Or, or got him to be able to transcend the mm-hmm. Matrix. Yeah, so is this... Yeah, I thought the writing was pretty trippy and great. And so, so yeah. now we're going on to one of my favorite parts of the film. Though, Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. I'm, I'm, because I'm uh, in the original, as much as we love you know, Neo, Morpheus, and Trinity, the thing that makes it such a classic for me is Agent Smith. Mm-hmm. Hugo Weaving's villain portrayal... It gets a little, like, hammed up. You know, he needs to dial it up to 11 and then dial it up to 12 every time he comes back to reprise the role. But even in that first one, he's firing on all cylinders, and he really makes it, for me, a captivating sort of, like, you really understand, like, his disgust with human beings and, like, how the machines feel about humans versus how humans feel about the machines. And it's all done through the way he... Like, he just believes so much in his programming and doesn't know anything outside of that. And so, like, him, his portrayal of the villain is my favorite part of The Matrix in 1999. And this is probably the thing that just keeps it at a three stars for me yeah. instead of a four. Is it because is that, like, the, is I, I don't mind the Smith, actor or? choice. I don't even yeah. know his name. But it's not like he's terrible. Yeah. But... Why even go there? Because you already melded Morpheus and Agent Smith into Yaya uh, Dulmatin the second. So why go there? Because now you're forcing the audience to compare his portrayal with Hugo Weaving's, and it's like nine day. Like it's not even close. Jonathan Groff is the actor. Jonathan yeah. Groff. So nothing against him as an actor, but. Yeah. He did not deliver anywhere close to what Hugo Weaving did as Agent Smith in the first. Not saying that you needed it, but not saying that you also needed Agent Smith. You're to, just saying you would have preferred they didn't bring anyone back to be Agent Smith. Or all, if you need Agent Smith, just get Hugo Weaving. Cause like, yeah, but you know what, what I mean? though? I have to say that it's it because it's the Matrix, it doesn't have to be Hugo. I love, I love his character. I love his look. But yeah, because great. of what it is... It does not have to be that look of that person. It no, just it needs doesn't. To be his personality and everything else, and I think. And I didn't. That, I didn't get that. <laughs> you know what? I I kind of yeah, did. did. I I mean, it's it's been a while. Like they were saying, how how long has it been since? Sixty you know, they, years. They exactly. 60, so yeah. I, uh, that long a time, and he's you know not a, not a program that has sit idle. So um, I would imagine he had changed a bit, but. Um, in any case, I don't think it needed to be actually his face on there. It could have been anything. It could have been anything, to be honest. It could have been a, a yeah. woman, to be honest. But yeah. um, I, I think it was a, an interesting, you know, segment that I get he what had evolved. Yeah, it could have been because of the world, but I think he's saying like it doesn't do the actor any favors when he you have when you have. Compare him to Hugo no, Weaving. That's true. Such an iconic true. role. I, mean, that's not I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not, not, movie, it's not even going to be the, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I agree with Walker, Gene Wilder, Wilder, because kinda. after Revolutions, like, he definitely has agency. Like, he's free to kind of evolve from what he once was. But that's not even what I'm saying. Like, he didn't compel me as 
I know he's not like the villain of the story, but like even an anti-hero or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call him, like he didn't compel me the way that Hugo even did. But he has 60 years to drink beers and chill out. <laughs> <laughs> so he discovered just, beer in the Matrix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, he was outside of the Matrix too in the real world too. What so they like, did with the character was those. interesting. You know, what they did with the character, not making him the villain and of course sort of making yeah. him sort of the anti-hero. I mean, it would have been yeah. way more of a rehash if it was Neo versus Agent Smith. Yeah, and, yeah that would be, that you know, would be obviously. way too, way too similar too which, um, yeah but, that would be too but much. even if they're not going to be the same like again it just comes down to like i'm i'm serious every time hugo even opened his mouth in the original matrix like i'm i'm waiting in anticipation yeah. to hear what's going to come up i'm oh, come next i didn't had not no feelings like that in this well yeah for, i, I didn't have him, it as so. much either I, I i like the idea of of what smith is in this more than you know, needing to have an Agent Smith. You know, I, I, I don't disagree with that point. So that's, but yeah, and like you said, it has nothing to do with the actor. It has nothing to do with his, his acting or any of that kind of stuff. That's really not, not the, uh, the sort of negative on that point. Um, but I do like at the end how he kind of steps in. Like I like what they did with that at, at the end as well. Um, I think the standard should have been this guy right here. Yeah, yeah, Ron Burgundy, <laughs> a little Ron Burgundy. Yeah. Bring Will, Will Ferrell in as Agent Smith, then I'll be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, uh, uh, Rich, you mentioned him really briefly uh, earlier, but Neil Patrick Harris, to me, is the standout in this movie. I think he's... I mean, and, and so is... Um, uh, oh, my God, the, the main female. Yeah, Abdul. Yeah, Abdul, Abdul Mateen, the second. No, uh, the main, main character, the main female character, the... the, the oh, uh, is, it's um, Bugs? Bugs. Bugs. Jessica Henwick. Yeah, yeah she, Jessica she's Henwick. Awesome. She was um, in Iron Fist, right? She was Colin. Yeah, Colin Wing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't watch Iron Fist. She um, was the standout of that show too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's awesome in this, and she does really well with the action, and she kind of um, really like commands. They didn't the give her much to do. She's a very forgettable character, unfortunately. You think so? If, I don't know. If, I liked her. Yeah, I thought she was good. I, I could have focused just, the whole movie on her instead, and would have been a different movie. But yes, you know, it's she's fine, but she's I don't know what was the point. Just she woke up Neo, I guess, but. Yeah, no. I guess that's that's yeah. the main thing. But but I really like no, the way well, Neil she Patrick has to play Harris, anymore, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I really like the way Neil Patrick Harris's character and the way he delivers it is like he does a really good job of playing both sides of being you know befriending Neo and not. You know, I think that that he makes that that dynamic really interesting, and I like how he's not he's not just taken away once he realizes that he's in the Matrix and wants to and wants to get out like. He's not just in that that setup. He's part of the overall picture, and they make him. I think they call him the analyst. I think that's what he is. What it's called. Um, I, I just I really liked how he was like the the skeevy bad guy. You know, I really mm. liked how he was that that character. He's sort of a little bit not what what Smith did, but he, he has aspects of that because Smith is trying to keep him in in the original, and like he's the virus and all that, and the analyst is kind of. He's like Smith and the architect kind of in one. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's it. The architect's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah, he's kind of like this this mix of like the sort of almost last line of defense to make sure that he stays in the Matrix, right? And I think he does a pretty good job of explaining things, like that scene where he's everyone else is moving slow motion or, or he stops everybody else and stuff. That, you know, say what you might want about any of the visuals for it. I do think that the way that he explains everything and it's in that setting works for me with the bullet and all that kind of stuff so i thought that was that was interesting i like that uh for me he's that's what i'll remember the most is is him in this movie i think can we, can we also talk about the fucking frenchman 
<laughs> what no. a, he just turned into a dirty fuck, eh? Like he just well, so he always was. And, like, this is the problem. Like, Speaking in here and there, blah 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 blah, blah and like he's super dirty he and like he, he looks like the train the original man. Trilogy, and, yeah. You know, I didn't, love him or hate him, bringing him back in this movie just reminded you that they kind of went a different way, and they like why why even bother bringing the same face back when you didn't do that listen, for. Like he's the program that survived and stuck he, around. No, but like, well, yeah, he stuck around, but he decided to go to the train man kind of style in his clothing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's his, so weird. His and, facial the yelling. I didn't really understand know, his, the whole his, like screaming. I couldn't understand half the stuff he was saying. That was the biggest. Uh, he's problem. French, bro. Like okay. yeah, you know what he is. He's like, the it's old like world French. that is pissed off. Like the that the world has changed around him. Yeah, you know? yeah for so, sure. Like, he, he's I understood it, but it it wasn't well executed. I don't, sure, and then yeah, I don't think it really worked for that scene. It's like, can we just have the fight scene instead of cutting sure. towards this? Yeah, like he, you he said, like Rich, the guy who lives here on the there. train in the Western movie, like that's yes. what he looks like. <laughs> train man, yeah. yeah. And I also actually, to be honest, I liked um, where uh, the character Sati, I guess, by yeah. uh, Priyanka Chopper yeah. Jonas came in. Like that was actually really interesting and really cool to see that. That uh, that mix in there, and then like they very they look very similar too. Like it, it wasn't like unbelievable to see them, you know that that transition between you know the little girl program to to the woman program. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of neat to see that as well. And, and that, that's a new idea and everything too. I think that that really I like that. It was it was trying I was trying to figure out what they were doing at first, and then once I kind of got it, I was like, oh wow, this is like it's interesting. And yeah, the the, the way that she looks. Uh, in the in the real world, when they're doing the whole, I guess you want to call a heist or something, is really interesting. Um, and how she like hacks into the into the pod and all that was really cool. So uh, yeah, I like that. That was that was a good. Uh, I mean, that was a fun scene. It was kind of cool that they put yeah. a mini heist. It's nostalgic, in the of right? Yeah, it was nostalgic. The whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Um, and then I guess the ending is is kind of interesting. I mean, I think that that last action scene is the standout action scene, right? Because it is the most bombastic, I guess you could call it. Um, and you get to see Neo do all his crazy force powers. And uh, and Trinity jumps back on the motorcycle, which is cool. So, like, all those things kind of come together, uh, which mm -hmm. is interesting. And then, like we like I mentioned earlier, is, is, like, the people just getting thrown out the window. They're just... They're just mass killing people as they, throw, as they jump out office and apartment windows. And you're just quickly realize oh shit that's real people that's messed up <laughs> it's like um, the, it's like to show you like definitively like being in the real real world is better than being in the matrix and it's commenting on like you know like social media like kind of like you know if you spend all your time there they own you and they can just so like, delete you i, the, I the think technically button, right? though so, what the analyst was trying to say was they're actual bots out there they're not actual they're not other people plugged in the matrix so that's why i feel like if that's the case that it's kind of a dodge because it's like we can now dispense with these faceless people that we don't really care about because there's no stakes like they're just uh little bots created by the analyst so that he has eyes and ears everywhere yeah I could, yeah it, i could see that i mean it, it would be a little messed up if neo and trinity were killing real people but i guess they were kind well i guess they weren't really doing that in the originals well, I think once the people are taken over by the program, they're kind of, like, program. dead. But the, yeah, the people are now. dead anyway. No, what yeah, I'm saying yeah. is those, those, those people are, like, NPCs. They're, like they're in standby. They no, they're I don't in standby. think they're 
they're humans. No, 100% you know, are humans. Every I person humans, in the Matrix... Yeah. They are, aren't there another people. form of program? No, they're, I don't think they are, man. I think every person in the Matrix is a, a person in the pods. No programs. Yeah. Right. The, the whole point of... Uh, sure, some of the some of the programs the are there. that, like, there's that's people right. and programs. But they're, they're, and now they're they call here them and They're here and there, though. They're not, like, the mass population or even half the population. So they're I the might be able to compromise and say that there are other forms of sentience that they should also matter, but I think they, they call them bots for a reason. I think they're trying to get out of murdering people en masse. That's, mm. Okay, that's fair. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, I didn't I, pick that up. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that, that could be possible too, right? Because they want as many people as possible, right? So they don't want to just waste them. But I guess... If like the humans young, are their batteries. Like machines were fighting yeah. each other over the the resources, right? Yeah, so it's like right, the whole right. point is Smith doesn't give a fuck, and he will take over anybody. It doesn't matter if they're batteries or not, right? So, mm-hmm. well, he yeah he did. I mean, in in the original three, but right. I think I think in this one, I think in this one, yeah, it could go actually either way because they need them as a resource, like Ian said, but also. If they can stop Neo, they're going to stop Neo, right? So it doesn't matter if people mm-hmm. are sacrificed or not, right? So it could be, could be either one of those, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess uh, I don't know. Do you guys, do you guys like where it ends? Do you guys like how? I mean, we talked about it a lot at the beginning, but you guys like how? Well, it I ends? do kind of agree with you. I'm not. I don't really need another one to be honest. I'm happy with what this one is. I'm happy. Mostly, I'm happy about how much of a subversion of expectations it is. And, you know, if they were going to make it, that she kind of took it and did something completely different and didn't try to give you, like, oh, let's just throw all this money at crazy action set pieces. And, you know, they already did that for three movies. And I think that was the point. I think the point of the movie is, like, hey, WB business daddy, I know you want us to do another Matrix, but you can't just snap your fingers and get another Matrix. That's yeah, such a special movie. Such like, a sp- <laughs> at least dance, like yeah, Jesus. But, but dance I, a special point in time, right? That's not how it works. That's how creativity works. It's not just like it's not just like because we own this property, we can do it again. Like that's not the, how the creative process works, right? It's, but I think she could have sent that message to Warner Brothers without having to also put it in the movie, and that's kind of where it's like. Like I don't. Think it's like it's just necessary. where we different. Like I like that it's in the movie and it's commenting on it. It's like right up yeah. there for everyone to see. And it's like, like you know what? surprising they even allowed them. To, the WB allowed her to like add all that in that. the movie. It's yeah, like, give them the middle did. finger in their I'm own movie. It's like yeah, well, it's pretty, I think yeah, it makes it realistic funny. in a way and it makes mm-hmm. it more you know human, I guess, so to speak. But I really think that there can be more matrix music movies or spin-offs to this i don't think this is going to be the end all be all and well, I there think will be because money talks and you know yeah for oh, sure but like i think money, just, so. it's a, it leaves things valuable to ip the will never fully right? go like, away but who knows it won't I don't we could be in a simulation like right now <laughs> talking inside of a simulation like we don't know what's happening um and i think that you know it, who knows? It definitely I, makes you think that you could, yeah. It's, absolutely. It's, that's why they're that's like. Why I think. Movies. I think Keanu. I think Neo and Trinity's story have, has been told at this point. Like, I don't yeah. think that they would go back to the well on that. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Maybe animated or something. But like, I, I don't think that they're going to continue with sort of what we got. I think if they do come back, it'll be a completely fresh idea. Hey, yeah. listen. Neo flew away once. Now he flew with uh, Trinity, so they may both come back in uh matrix five very possible but <laughs> hey listen let's let's dream for the possible <laughs> the two the two things you reminded me because of the flying thing there's two really quick funny things that they make Keanu say is 
when he first when he when he uh, tries to fly and then he can't. He's like, yeah, no, that's not happening. I thought that was kind of funny. And then, yes. um, and then I still know kung fu, which was st- yes. stupidly corny, but oh, I love it like, though. But it's good. But, but that's kind of that's where I'm at with the movie in general. Like there were moments, like okay, when they first show the the game developer studio, yeah. you see like 1999 game of the year. I loved that detail. Yeah, that's cool. I was intrigued by that, but yeah. then like that gets overshadowed by the hammy, heavy-handed delivery of like fuck you Warner Brothers, like, let's not do it the way that the uh, fans wanted. Let's do it the way we want. Like, yeah. no. I like that. I think that brought Again, a whole, like, I was not. It's, it's not like even that era of... Like, it's not even that the conversation itself was pissing me off. It's just literally how it was executed. And, yeah. like, sure, it just didn't that... seem like they, like, that the story being told was passionate about, about its own message. It, right, but... Like... It was selling a message that honestly was told in the first film, and that's a problem with the trilogy in general. Like they kept, they kept thinking they needed to one up their own message and and expand on it, but they already told a perfect message with the Matrix in '99, and so the more iterations you have of it, the more like go arounds you have with it, unless you're trying to tell a completely new story. Like it's it's gonna fail and pale in comparison. In my I think, opinion, I think they, I think they wanted that like personal like feeling from the people watching that movie it, at that time, like you know, like fuck you, you know, like what you were saying, like Warner Brothers, all that kind of stuff. Like they wanted that like realistic feeling of people's emotions for that movie, and they just wanted to bring that to life. And I, I appreciate bringing real life, so to speak, quote unquote. <laughs> um, things like that into a movie. I think that's really cool regard, you know? So anyway, I, I thought it was neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so overall, I think, I think for the most part, even though, even though Ian was disappointed in parts of it, I think overall we still had some fun with it. I think there was no, like, it's not like you didn't yeah. hate the movie. Like you said, right. There's, there's I'm lots jacked of, into the matrix right now. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't perfect, it anyway. but, yeah. uh, it was, it was fun. It was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not perfect by any means. And no, that, and, no, it, it could have, uh, it's some... it's still a, a a decent ride regardless of of how you think uh, some of the delivery was and how it was handled. But it's but like Mike said, I think right off the top is that it is a divisive movie, and I don't think that that they're they're not like they're fine with that. You know, Wachowski's fine with that, and she's just gonna make the movie she made. And um and I think it's it's a to me I think it's a sign of a decent movie that there's lots to talk about. You know, like we can talk about it for an hour and a half. We can talk about it for three hours. We'll probably still miss things and we'll probably still miss things in the original trilogy. Like there's all these things that that you can take into perspective and depending on who you are and how you experience all four of these movies, you'll have a different thing to say. So I think that's a sign of a decent, decently uh, decent movie, regardless of if you love it or hate it or somewhere in between. Right. So. um, All right. Uh, Rich, man. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Thank you. One last comment. If I mean, oh, I'm no. saying if if the double L's wanted to come to me for some uh, some some comments and before they made the movie, I, I'm sure it would have been a nine and a half. But uh, <laughs> no no offense, and uh, I appreciate uh, what they uh, came up with, and I enjoyed it. And uh, thanks so much. <laughs> so wait, so if it was, it could have been a nine and a half. Then what does that mean? It is for you now. It's an eight. Huh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. 
That's true. <laughs> it's, it's an eight. It's you could have opted a whole one and a half. If you wanted a one and a half, I would give you, you one and a half. One and a half. <laughs> if you wanted a one. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. It was, it was, it was a good friend. I, I appreciate it. I didn't have any. Good, uh, does anyone else want to reveal their, like, where it ranks and maybe just do a little quick ranking of the four Matrix movies, Rich, since you mm. watched them? Oh, well, I mean, can you, can you rank number one, not number one? I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, you can. Right? I don't know. I wouldn't trust your yeah. opinion on most things. Exactly. <laughs> Would you? I don't know. So, yeah. No, number one is number one. Um, I number think one two, is number one. <laughs> I think I think it goes two, four, three, to be honest, in my opinion. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So right. that's where it had potential going for me. I was yeah. going to be on the same page with you, Rich. I think that there were some of those details I've discussed here with you guys that kind of just, I feel like, for all of its flaws, Revolution still feels like part of the package of the, the original trilogy. It kind of feels like it has more of a through line, and this definitely is uh, an outlier. It does it goes back to the well, but it doesn't um, pick up where the previous one left off in, in the same way. So I'm, I'm definitely going to rank them in order of release. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, like Rich said, number one is number one. I think that that's unless a fifth one comes out and blows all our minds the first one's there i don't know if i put this second or if i put the second one second um i probably have to watch this one again but i did rewatch um reloaded and really liked it i thought it was awesome and like i mentioned earlier that middle action scene really sort of blows you away so i i think maybe that second i think it's one two four three i think um but not far off if it's not that. So, Mike, and missed my, your list. Yeah, uh, I have a little bit different list. You guys, I have one, obviously, and then I actually like four, and then two, three. Okay. Mm. So I've, got, I've got this one as my second favorite Matrix movie. Yeah. Yeah, it, it could really be for like me, it. but I, I'd have to I'd have to watch it again to, to really make yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I will say, though, for better or for worse, the experience of watching Reloaded and then Revolutions inside of six months of each other within, like, the same year, essentially, mm-hmm. was pretty wild. And, like, yeah, maybe maybe there's parts to that where it hurts that because it kind of came and went and you don't sit with the trilogy as much and it right. kind of becomes an afterthought. But the time that you are, like, when we saw Reloaded, like, sure, maybe you prefer the, like, obviously most of us prefer the first one, but, like, there's no question it had that sequel atmosphere of, like, yeah. bigger and, like, you know what I mean? Like, louder and, like, it's just like, a lot more going on. And, like, yeah, the third one, not as good as Reloaded in my mind, but, like, having them sort of, but like one summer and then in the fall, like it was like back to back. That was that was pretty wild. Like, you know, before that you had um, the same year. That's so yeah, that's crazy. what I mean. Like <laughs> that was unprecedented. Like you had yeah. um, the Lord of the Rings films doing like sort of filming it all together and then releasing back to back years one two three. But you never had two sequels come out in one year. Like that's nice. crazy. Nice. I I remember that. It just being. Like the it, it, like as big as the first one was, it was it was I, the year of the Matrix because you had two massive movies coming out. It's just yeah. insane how they and we were, that off. We were saying, but in That's back in my quiz, movie. we were looking at those R-rated films. Reloaded was one of the highest grossing R-rated films of all time. So yeah. it's crazy. But how though? But how? <laughs> well, why the F was that R-rated? Uh, is my violence, question. I guess yeah. just the act, the violence, I guess. But, but it's, it's not. Is it a Rambo movie? I don't think so. No, they do use language too, though. I think that's like true. two words, GD, and maybe at one F bomb, but that's about it. 
Well, there is there is a limit to. Are you the forgetting about the orgy in the cave? Yes. <laughs> the rave? cave orgy, yeah. the rave orgy. Yeah. Put it over the edge. Yeah. That should not be. Don't worry about that. That's <laughs> no, don't worry about that. That's fine. That's fine. Rich has already edited that out. Separately. It's okay for kids to see that part. Yeah, it's pretty close cool. to Rich. They're, they don't they're... even know what that is. Yeah, there is a limit though to see. swearing, though, right? Like there is a thing where it's like if you have Daddy, over, I want to dance in that cave. Looks like it, fun. It's a, it's also different in the states where they don't have the the fourteen A ranking that we that's have here true. in Canada. So that's it's like PG to R. So that's yeah. Jurassic Park was rated R. No lie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. PG thirteen to R. I think. Yeah. Is the jump. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because super scary. Yeah, <laughs> Rich is still having nightmares. <laughs> oh yeah, the T-Rex. Those ter- T-Rex are coming to get you. Ter- terrified. I bet you it wasn't R in Canada. Is what ter- I ter- no, it would have been 14 April. Probably. <laughs> probably 14. Yeah. Well, because yeah. we all saw it, right? So. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. Um, all right, Mike. Um, we have uh, Boba Fett talk coming up uh, on our feed and on our Patreon page, and we have our favorite uh movies shows and uh and video games from 2021 coming up as well uh, all of that in the next few weeks but uh until that time mike where's everyone uh plugging into our matrix oh yeah best way to find us is on social media at day back in uh we also have a patreon page for the back in my day podcast find all the details on our social media uh the podcast is called back in my day and find us on your podcast app of choice. All right. Until that time, everyone. Thanks, gentlemen, for joining me. And <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, for listening. We will uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Dodge this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. almost forgot we didn't even touch on the post credit scene which of course i didn't catch till the second time around because who would think there'd be a post credit scene for the matrix but the catrix really that was an additional slap in the face